And we are back with another episode of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister Mary. How you doing? What's up, everybody? And this week we are covering The Office, Season 6, Episode 19 and 20, St. Patrick's Day, and what's the second one? Uh, (laughs) New Leads. New New Leads. leads. New Leads. So we're going to be talking about those two episodes on this edition. However, before we jump into this week's episodes, Mare Bear, what did we do last time? Last time, we covered Delivery Part 1 and 2, which basically was a buildup of uh, Pam not wanting to go into labor. She was scared. She was super scared, and they had Ultra Feast, um, but basically she just made it to the hospital with like, I think it was like, what, two minutes two minute of contractions? contractions. Yeah. And then she basically went into labor for like 36 hours again. Yep. Um, but they had a baby girl, Lila, or Cecilia Le- Marie Ce- Halpert. <laughs> All right. Um, and yeah, so I mean, there was a lot more going on. Not really, uh, though. Pam's nipples equal Toby's grundle. That was a great part in that episode. Um, and then the second one, um, Michael basically sees the birth and yeah. is creeped out and everything. Michael runs into Pam's mom. He, yeah, he runs into Helene. Yeah. But, um, Other yeah, than that, yeah that's, that's that's pretty that's, much the longest short of it. It's just around the Halperts. Yeah. And Dwight redesigns their kitchen. Yes. <laughs> that's, yeah. All right. So, before we jump into this week's episode, starting with St. Patrick's Day, uh, give me a quick overview of what you thought about these two. Um, Quality? Th- th- middling? Okay? Middle. Bad? Middle. Middle of the road to better. I went pretty high on both episodes. Okay. I think higher than you, so... Uh, Probably. We'll talk about it. So, the first one, St. Patrick's Day. You're going to take this one. Yes. But I think before we go in, we should tell everyone about what St. Patrick's Day means in Scranton. Well, I'm not one of those folks that goes crazy in the <laughs> One Electric of those degenerates. City. Yeah. But um, the St. Patrick's Day, I think, is like, what, the second largest in the country or it's something? It's one of the top three, like yeah. Boston, New York, and Scranton, St. Patrick's Day those, parades. Yeah. Those are the St. Patrick's Day parades. It's no, it's it's literally one of the biggest things that happen in Scranton. People, the biggest. It's the biggest yeah. business day for local businesses. People come from across the country to Scranton. They party the entire day and the entire night. Oh, starting. Well, the bars um, used to open at six a.m. They don't do that anymore. Green beer. Yeah, this year I'm pretty sure Scranton in, in of itself might fold because of the economic oh, yeah. hit they, from not being able to have the St. Patty's Day parade. Like there was still. Like riots and the, uh, the fucking Scranton U kids still partied and, and then, good for them. Yeah, but I'm then happy they a did. bunch of them got the fucking coronavirus. That's fine. One a bunch ass. of them. Don't say a bunch of them because the entire county that Scranton is in has oh, like 12, 1,200 cases in two months. It's not like they went and they were super spreaders or something like that. They were kids. They're living. They're having fun. I'm yeah. not going to shit on them. But no, that's what they come to the U for. Basically. There's an old joke. What has uh, what's a mile long and has an asshole every three feet, the Scranton St. Patrick's Day Parade. <laughs> and it is, I'd say the split is about 75-25 between degenerate college students, 20-somethings and 30-somethings, <laughs> and families who line the parade route yeah. to actually watch the floats and yeah. bands and shit like that. Um, you pay a shit ton of money to get into every single bar. Oh, they yeah, the covers, beer. the covers are insane. Yeah. People, I, I've only gone to one parade day. I avoided it my entire life. I've never gone. I went one time, but it went, like, I went later in the day. Mm. I went at, like, 9 o'clock, 8.30, me and my friends oh, went out. Oh, at night, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've we went out. The night but up. by that point, everybody is in pure debauchery Dude. mode. Dude. Because it's been an entire day. They're slamming. They I, haven't had food. We went to this one Irish pub, and there's just dudes in kilts. 
like yeah. sl- like slung over the bar, vomit. There's old broads just running around. It's Meredith. People. Meredith. Yeah. Oh, Meredith's yeah. all over the fucking place. Uh-huh. It was disgusting. Yeah, it's disturbing. <laughs> I went like off the Scranton beaten path to like uh, the yeah. B spot, and that was pretty. That okay. is in Scranton. It is in Scranton, but it's not downtown yeah. Scranton. That's she said the V spot, everyone. Yeah. It's a bar in Scranton, not the G spot. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the V spot. Yes. Because but, it's at a V in the road. <laughs> but, so, like, to like to wrap it all up, St. Patrick's Day in Scranton is, like, kind the of official holiday deal. of Scranton. Kind like, of a big deal. Yeah, fuck Scranton, fuck Easter, fuck... That, what did I say? Fuck Scranton? Yeah. Fuck Christmas, <laughs> fuck Easter, fuck Thanksgiving. It's all about St. Patrick's Day in Scranton. That yeah. is the... You're not Irish except on St. Patrick's Because you Day. don't live in coal country unless you're a functioning alcoholic. That's pretty much the long and short of it. Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, so Well, that... like I said, there's a reason why Scranton area is known for having a bar and a church on every corner. Oh, yeah. So very old school. Like, watch the Molly Maguires with Sean Connery. <laughs> but, um, so that, that, that like, kind of set the table Just for... some background for those of you who yeah. don't know Scranton. St. Patrick's Day is the episode. Episode 19 of season 6. Mare Bear, get going. Let's kill this. All right, cold open. Michael walks in, he's wearing his green tie, because everybody wears green on St. Patrick's Day, (laughs) and uh, he has a horrible, horrible Irish accent, and it just reminds me of um, when he was trying to be Willy Wonka, like, hello, little girl. Oh, yeah, he, like, puts on this affectation to his voice, yeah. Um, And he he, uh, notices that Aaron put out green M&Ms, and he calls them Nature's Viagra, Weird. (laughs) never heard that one. Um, Ryan and Kelly walk through the office and they're kind of arguing about who they're going to hang out with on St. Patrick's Day. And Meredith, who is in a green gown, uh, like a cocktail dress, Mm -hmm. with a white blazer, white (laughs) shoes, white (laughs) stockings. Her hair is done up very nicely with white flowers. She never looks like this. This is the most put together We've ever seen Meredith. Because she's hoping to get laid. Yeah, well, she goes, not, don't argue today. Not today. Not on St. Patrick's Day. This is, like, no stress, no problems, no kids. And they're like, where are your kids? And she's like, no, not today. It's this is the most perfect day ever. I, I told you, it's the most sacred holiday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, we see everybody in the office. Kevin's dressed head to toe in, like, oh a three-piece green like suit. Like a leprechaun. I mean, he's Malone. Yeah, but so. he looks like, he's got, like, the Tam hat and everything. Oh, yeah, he's like... Like full, like straight out of the Quiet Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, Oscar, you know, trying to represent has his green tie on, and uh, everybody's just kind of excited to party again. This is a huge fucking deal in Scranton, right. guys. That's right. So that's our cold open, and Michael explains, you know, it's a big deal. This is the closest that the Irish will ever get to Christmas, Christmas. he says. Yeah. Um, so now Jim has returned from paternity leave. And uh, he comes to find out that Dwight took over his and Pam's desk mm-hmm. and called it Mega Desk. It's like the three-sided desk now, like this yes. monster workstation. And he's got like uh, I think he says security, gaming, and then work. Yeah, one on each desk. He's got all of his hands. He's like an octopus yeah. just going around from <laughs> desk to desk doing shit. And um, he's like Jim is just like, nope, sorry, this isn't gonna work. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So now then we come to find out that Joe Bennett is on her last day in Scranton. Of course, it's St. Patty's Day parade. Mm-hmm. Well, and, not the, um, it's not parade day. It's not Saturday. No, no, it's just St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah. And uh, so they did get that a little wrong because it's always the Saturday around. The St. Saturday Patrick's before St. Patrick's Day is always parade day. Yeah. But, um, so Joe Bennett is leaving to go back to Tallahassee. Mm. So, how long has Jim been out of the office on paternity? Well, the last episode he had the baby. 
They don't really say... Because, correct me if I'm wrong, the Valentine's Day episode was like two weeks before this. Uh-huh. It was actually before the baby episodes, right? Yeah, but now I'm getting really confused because if we recall from Delivery Part 2, Andy's gift was supposed to be the newspaper. It was spring. It was and it spring. says spring has sprung. But that... Well, maybe like it was just nice weather in March. Maybe. I don't know. All I'm going to say is that it was probably two weeks tops. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But anyway, so Michael and Joe are talking, and Joe is being really nice, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to miss you so much. She's like, well, if you ever down in my neck of the woods, come on down. You got a place to stay. And Michael got her a gift. Yeah, he got her a piece of coal from the Anthracite Museum. <laughs> yeah. And he says that all buildings in Scranton are run off coal. Well, it... it this is the second time the Anthracite Museum has been brought up. Because mm-hmm. in season one, he was going to take them to Laser Tag in the coal mine tour. Yes. <laughs> uh. So now, um, <clears throat> Michael, of course, takes this as a personal invite. Oh, yeah, like he's going to go and hang not out at her, her house. Yeah, and not her just being Southern and hospitable. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah, we find out that Aaron and Andy are going, they're supposed to have their first date tonight. And Andy's wearing a kilt. Yes, his sister's old field hockey mm-hmm. skirt. So now, Dwight, like, Jim walks into the office and he finds out that Dwight, yet again, stole his and Pam's desk. Mega desk! Yeah. And as Jim's like, nope, he's like, five more minutes, Jim! And he's like, nope. And he just starts shoving shit (laughs) off the desk. And you just see Dwight going like, mega desk! (laughs) He misses it so much. (laughs) And he's like, it's my own fault for getting addicted to mega desk. I just need more mega desk. So now, um, Pam is on the phone with Jim. She's sending him pictures of... Uh, the, the baby, baby dressed in her shamrocks and everything like that. And Jim's just like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm missing this. Like any normal parent would. Yeah. I guess. So now Dwight decides that's how he's going to get into Jim's head and get Megadeth He's going to use Jim's guilt against him. Yep. And um, he explains to him that he never, he did not see his father for the first two years of his life. That he thought his mother was his father and that his wet nurse was his mother. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, and how'd that work out? And he goes, well... For me, it was fine. Moe's, that was the same story, much different ending. <laughs> and Jim kind of just like looks off and he's like, oh my god, my daughter cannot turn into Moe's. My daughter's going to become this <laughs> Amish peasant or whatever the this fuck Moe's is. This mute Amish peasant. Whatever Moe's is. <laughs> and um, so, like, he could already see, like, okay, I'm getting in. Yeah, Dwight has a foothold, it. yeah. So now, um, Aaron is sneezing and Angela goes, are you sick? She goes, no, I just have indigestion. Which, what? Yeah. <laughs> and Angela even says, in your nose. <laughs> and so she sits down. Angela puts on a personalized face mask <laughs> that has Angela embroidered on the jawline of it. Very of the time. Yes. And Aaron says that she does not want to go sit or go home because of her date. Yeah, she's looking forward to seeing Andy. That she's going to be fine. She'll totally get better. So now Joe is essentially holding like a, a town meeting. Yeah. Um, before she leaves with the office workers and the warehouse staff. And again, Michael is just kissing ass because now he thinks that he and Joe Bennett are BFFs. Every time she says something, he says something like into her ear. Yeah. Like, like he thinks he's like this consigliere. Yeah, he's second in command, (laughs) essentially. Um, and she's like, anybody got any, anything they want to get off their chest? Any ideas? Uh, she brings up liquid paper, how it was made by an assistant and Mm. not by an engineer. Kevin brings up suntan lotion soap, <laughs> which she's like, it doesn't have to be an invention, guys. Um, Oscar then says, uh, ask about the 
print in all colors initiative. Yes, for the minority for workers. For minority workers, yes. Um, and Joe Bennett is very proud. Mm-hmm. I just love print in all colors. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great name. It for really it. is. It's very. Like, it's like on brand. I'm almost surprised that a printing a printer company doesn't already have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can see like Canon or what HP. HP, HP yeah. HP, yeah. Um, so anyway, then Daryl. Says that he has a new idea for shipping well, printers and paper separately. And when Daryl speaks up, Michael whispers in her ear, Daryl, mellow, soulful, smart for a warehouse guy. Yeah, perfect <laughs> for, for warehouse work. And um, she just kind of like squats yeah, she's him like, away. Get the fuck away. Yeah. yeah. And um, soulful. Like she, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> but he brings up and he, she's like, wouldn't you need more trucks if we shipped them separately? And Daryl ha- is like, no, I sketched this out. He and has a Michael, whole plan. Michael is so condescending. He's like, oh my god, you drew that? <laughs> we'll put it up on the fridge. <laughs> and um, and the whole time, like Joe's like, Daryl, this is really smart. Oh, she Maybe loves you it. You should be p- making your sketches up here. She kicks Gabe out of Jim's old office so that Daryl can move up. For um, a job that is not specified. Not at all. Salary, nothing is specified. Yeah. And Michael is, like, kind of shocked, but he's still trying to kiss her ass. And then he brings up that he bought a ticket for the 4th of July weekend. And mm. he's looking to stay with her. And, again, she tries to be really kind. And she's like, well, honey, you know, my family takes the guest house up when I'm not when I'm there. I travel <clears> a lot. <throat> like, you should talk to my office before you secure any dates. And he's like, well, I actually have tickets reserved and seats reserved on multiple flights and blah, blah, blah. And she just can't take it. And she's like, will you stop it? Like, (laughs) shut up. She turns into Gorilla Monsoon. Will you stop? She does. And Michael's, like, confused. And, again, he has that, like, I'm I'm hurt face. He's wounded. And he literally announces to everybody, all right, everybody, we're just going to put on a brave face. (laughs) And he looks like he's about to sob. Yeah, he has, like, tears welling up. Yeah. So now Daryl is singing the theme song to the Jeffersons. That's awesome. Did you notice what was in the box? The Valley View football helmet. That's right. That's uh, Pam's alma mater. Yep. Um, So he is, and I did notate that actually. Mm -hmm. And um, Michael offers to take uh, Joe to lunch. And she says, I'm all set. And he goes, no, come on, come on. She's not interested. She's Mm -hmm. like, "How how much do I have to do to make you get some work done? Oh, yeah. She's like, no. It, like Dwight's guilting Jim, she's guilting Michael into like doing work, mm-hmm. and actually like not being a pest. Exactly. So now Jim is in the middle of making a sale, and so I, I mean I've never been in a sales environment, and I've never been in an office like this mm-hmm. where people are allowed to do whatever they want when others are on the phone. <laughs> but um, so Dwight asks Jim, he goes, "Oh my, uh, my headphones are broken. Can I listen to my?" Music at a low volume. Unplugs his headphones and Harry Chapin's Cats in the Cradle comes yes, blasting, blasting out. And it's almost funny because Rain, um, the actor, it almost looks like he's la- he's trying so hard not to <laughs> yeah, laugh corpsing. the whole time. He's he's singing this out loud. <laughs> and it, for those of you who don't know, Cats in the Cradle is about a father who works to give his son the best in life only to not be there for his entire childhood. And the child doesn't know his father and then when the father's finally retired he tries to get to know his son and the son is working too hard he doesn't have time for his dad yeah it's uh it's a sad song it is a really sad and song. i swear to god every day of our youth i think i heard that fucking song oh yeah because our mom is the biggest harry chapin mark yeah she loves oh my god the entire box set 
And uh, you know, as far as seventy singer-songwriters go, yeah. Harry Chapin's up there. He's pretty yeah. awesome. He's not bad. Oh, oh yeah, I love Harry Chapin. <laughs> He's good. But um, so then Jim is like, Dwight, shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> that's essentially what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. And um, so of course he goes over and he turns it off. Next thing you know, fucking Andy, douchebag uh, extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And he starts singing, mm-hmm. and then fucking Dwight starts slamming, playing drums. It's it's just mayhem. It's and a Jim has to Yeah, Jim has to hang up the phone <laughs> in the middle of his sale. And it's his first day back. Yeah, like, he's back to this mayhem. Wow. So then, um, but I just loved how Rain was just like literally, he was trying so hard not to laugh the whole time he was singing <laughs> the song. And then Jim's talking head where he goes... You know, I can't believe Dwight's I, I trying knew, to guilt, yeah. use my child against me, and I can't believe it's working. Yep. Because he calls Pam. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, like you, are you sure I need to work? I know <laughs> I need to work, but do I need to work? <laughs> uh, so then Aaron goes in to give Joe a fax, and she starts coughing, and Joe sends her home because the dogs have to be in a commercial. <laughs> With who? What was uh, it? Howard. Oh, Dwight Howard. The, Dwight Howard, yeah. Who was big at the time and has since faded in notoriety. <laughs> who was that? He's a center in the NBA. He uh, was drafted the year after LeBron, and he's like a seven-footer, great defense, and everybody thought he was going to be, like, amazing. And he was for a few years defensively, and then he just went to the Lakers, shit the bed, and has been on a very steady decline. Aww. Sorry, Howard. Dwight Howard. No, fuck Dwight Howard. He has more money than God. He had his face <laughs> on, like, cereal boxes, but he's fine. So, anyway, Joe sends her home, and obviously, like, Andy's disappointed, and he watches her leave, and... Um, what should we call? So then he goes in. He gets the bright idea after he gets insecure mm-hmm. that um he's gonna go into jail and fake being sick to get sent home too. Which honestly, if they're the only ones who thought to do it, they Good might be the smartest in the fucking office. Even though they're both morons. And bookmark that because it's the only time we'll say it. <laughs> yeah, they're both morons. Yeah. So I mean, so she sends him home. They're both gone, mm-hmm. and then Mike goes in again to see Joe. Right. Yes. Well, no, he checks in with Daryl first. Oh, that's right. Um, and he says, so how did you get up here? It's a real hoop dream story. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Well, it's a movie, right? It's a documentary yeah. about two um, African... I, I googled this and this was the description. <laughs> Just read Two it, yeah. African-American students in Chicago who got to become pro basketball players. I didn't write down their names. Something to nothing, yeah. Or yeah. from nothing. Yeah, something from nothing story. Yeah. And um, Michael wants to know how Daryl got on Joe's good side. And um, he goes, I don't know how to put this gently, but does her family maybe owe your family something from the past? For a past injustice. Yeah. (laughs) What is that referring to, Well, that, you know, Joe's family may have owned Daryl's family at a time in history. The only other time I've seen that brought up in a comedic fashion was in Family Guy. When? When I think it was Peter's family owned. Cleveland, oh, that's right, because he had. And a, they yeah. gave them rice crispy. No, 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 no. That was that was Peter. Peter had a black. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Ancestor, yeah, yeah. and it was his father-in-law's family. Mm-hmm. That's right. I do remember that. That was you like, very those early. Rice crispy treats. <laughs> yeah, as reparations. Yes, but anyway, um, and he's just like, no, I just gave her my good ideas. You were in the meeting and saw it. Like, mm-hmm. so then Michael does. He goes to leave, and he says to Joe, like, you know, we're gonna hit the hay. And she's like. Well, if you can put your name on this day and say you got some good work in, then go ahead and yeah, leave. She, she uses subtlety, but it's mm-hmm. not so subtle. She's so it's subtle for Mike. Aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's subtle for Mike. But. Yeah. 
And uh, so then basically she intimidates him into staying, and he keeps everybody else there. Mm-hmm. He like because everybody mm-hmm. else has their coats on. He's like, no, no. It's St. Patrick's Day. They want to enjoy down. it. Yeah, they want to go to the bar. Mm-hmm. So then Michael calls. Who Kevin? I've been waiting like three seasons for this. <laughs> he Todd Packer is there and, uh, at, at a bar on his cell phone. Yep. And he's fucking ripped. He's ripped. And, and he well he says to Michael, "Hey, butt plug." <laughs> he says that he's been out at the bar since three p.m. and he's booting rally twice. <laughs> um, and then Michael's like, "Well, my boss, which." Shouldn't that be Packer's boss? Yeah, I, well? I, part of me doesn't even know if Packer understands if Dunder Mifflin has been bought yet. Because <laughs> he's the traveler. Yeah, he's just out on the road selling yeah. paper. But yeah, he should know that uh, he has a new boss. But Michael says, "Oh, my new boss is making me work late," and this is T- Packer's exact response. I had to quote it because mm. it's ridiculous. I quoted a few things here: "Hike up your skirt, take out your tampon, borrow some balls, and come meet me." <laughs> and as he's hanging up, he says, "Hey, ladies, you want some bangers and mash?" <laughs> he also says, "Because Michael asks him about the women there, and he goes, oh, yeah. fat and ugly, you might have a chance.'" <laughs> and then when Michael, at the end of the phone call, says, "Maybe next year." And Packer just yells, maybe next queer. Oh my god. <laughs> so offensive. Everything so, about Packer. He doesn't so give offensive. a shit. I love David Keckner so much. <laughs> and I love Todd Packer. And like he just brings us manic energy to the show that is just so welcome. I he love does. It. I love his manic energy. Thank you, you Todd correct. Packer. I, I waited so long you didn't disappoint. <laughs> and the end of the episode is perfect too, but we'll get there. So now Andy Goes to see Aaron at her apartment, and he brought Gatorade because she's sick. Mm-hmm. Mama. So then everybody um, is trying to leave. Like, Meredith's trying to sneak out because she wants to go get drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Meredith's only goal today. They were going to make a run for it, and then Joe comes out, and they all get scared and mm-hmm. go back to their seats. But I love how she's like, you don't become the... Um, Tough, or the, the most successful woman in Tallahassee. Unless you marry rich and you work hard. I did both. <laughs> And she, like, she knew. She was like, oh, okay, they're going to try to leave. I'm going to go out and get my own tissue right mm-hmm. now. Yep. And everybody does. They sit right fucking back down. So now, um, Dwight announces to Jim, like, oh, I have a meeting at Shanny O'Ganigan's, <laughs> which is not a thing. So There's Irish Molly name. O'Shea's, Kildare's, Molly Andy Gavin's. Brannig- not Brannigan's. Brannigan's, yeah. yeah. Like, there are a lot of Irish, well, mm-hmm. were a or, lot of yeah. Irish bars, but, um, Shanny O'Ganigans was not one. It's just very Irish name. <laughs> very Irish. But, um, and he kind of, like, rubs it in Jim's face. He's like, it won't go all night, but, uh, you know, if it's not too late, maybe I'll stop by and let your daughter know what a strong male presence looks like. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Right? Like, kind oh, of you pe- mean your newborn yeah. daughter? Kind of weird. So, Jim's just, like, not having it. So, basically... As Dwight walks in to tell Joe he has a late meeting scheduled, Jim calls and snakes it and Mm -hmm. is like, we never do this. (laughs) Never, never, never. So then when when uh, Dwight goes to tell Joe, like, oh, I actually have a meeting, she kind of just glares at him. But I'm going to reschedule it. Yeah, you're going to use Jim's uh, scam? Yeah. Yeah. And but Jim gets to leave. He outsmarted him. He did. So now the warehouse guys come up and they have like the Mardi Gras beads with oh, like yeah. green shot glasses on the bottom. They're all ready to go. Which I think those are commonplace oh, at yeah. the uh, parade. Hundred percent. But um, so Daryl is like, "No, nah, man, I gotta stay up here and work." And then they go, "Is your shirt tucked in?" And I love Daryl's like, oh, oh, it must have happened while I was in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm not conforming to the yeah. office environment. He's trying to be professional. Exactly. Because Joe is watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, all right, guys, you go 
go ahead and get it. So now we meet Andy. Andy meets Aaron's foster brother, yeah. Reed. And uh, we find out that they are not brother and sister. They were just in the same foster home from 12 to 15. And no, 10, 10 to 12 and 15, 15 to 18. 18. The formative years. Yes. And um, when Andy gets up to shake his hand, Reed snakes Andy's seat next to Aaron mm-hmm. and gross weirdness just... Well, I don't know. This is weird and I was waiting for it to be followed up on and... The you know the next few episodes because yeah. I, I watched a few episodes ahead. It never is. Oh, it never is. This is just weird. Then there's no excuse for this. Mm-hmm. This is like, is it made to make you feel uncomfortable? I think so yeah, because it's just odd. Yeah, this one was pretty up there. Um, one of the Facebook groups I I follow had like a poll for like most cringy moment, and this one was up there. Yeah, this is just weird. Because like know. they're acting like brother and sister, but he's like. Rubbing her leg. Yeah, he rubs her thigh. He puts her his arm around her. Like he wants to fuck her. Yeah. Like no, no doubt about it. And that's the vibe Andy's getting. Which yeah, this is the first time that Andy's like a normal human, and he's like, "What the fuck yeah, is this, happening?" Here? This blows Scott's tots out of the water yeah. for me because, like, when I was watching this, I was just like, "This and, is and, bad." And Aaron's <laughs> like so stupid. Yeah, she has no She's idea like, what. What? She no wonder she never got adopted. She's a moron. <laughs> she doesn't know what a what like biology is. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> what? Like, oh what god. What the fuck? Yeah. How stupid can you be? This whole scene was just weird. Because oh, like my he god. sits there, he's wearing gym shorts. He like touches her thigh, puts his arm around her. Yeah. And he calls her sis, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Or something. Or then he calls her scum or something. Like he like a brother. You oh, know, like, dork. Dork. Yeah. Well, you don't have to sit next to this smelly door. And then she puts his, her feet in his face. Just weird. Yeah. Shit that brothers and sisters don't even do. Yeah. Well, no, I hope not. No, no. I grown. Just, I mean, <laughs> grown like, man. but I mean, like, putting your feet in each other's yeah. face and shit like that. Like <laughs> playing finger her toe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. this this whole scene was just stupid. It's very strange. And then, like, because like I said, Andy is just like, uh, he's sitting in a chair by himself. His like dick is exposed because he's wearing that yeah. field hockey skirt. It's just, just it not was cool. weird. So then we're in the office. They're still at work, and all you hear is very lively music. And I'm assuming Russian cleaners. Uh, it, I'm Russian, not, Siberian, some kind. I'm not of, sure of the origin of yeah. the music. It's definitely Eurasia. Yeah, I'd say like Turkey, Russia. But the way that the guy was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry," yeah. like, his accent felt to <laughs> like me like Bruno the Bear, like Slovakian. <laughs> something, something in that yeah. area. Yeah. Um, but that's like that's how late it is. Like the mm-hmm. office cleaners are coming in and having worked in an office nice I know catch. that they caught it. Thank you. They don't come <laughs> in until eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. But um so then let's see. Michael runs into Gabe. Yeah, he asks them how long they're gonna be there and Gabe's like, Oh, I, you never know. Some days it's till midnight, then she doesn't show up for three days. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Michael's just like, Wow, this guy's pathetic, like yeah, he's he like, doesn't do anything. He's twenty six, he doesn't have a girlfriend. And why does he go to Amsterdam seven times a year, Kevin? Red light district. Ugh <laughs> getting some Ugh, getting some dick bug. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, Michael then goes into Joe and he says it's eight thirty p.m. I'm gonna send the staff home. I'm very happy with their work today. Blah blah blah. Quality and quantity. Yeah, and um, he also said that he canceled his flights to Tallahassee mm-hmm. and that he looks forward to their professional relationship. And Joe finally got what she wanted, mm-hmm. and she respects Michael for being a man and coming in and saying all that. And she goes, "Hey, Michael, me too." <laughs> Joe Bennett was the sa- like I fucking love that bitch. I don't get her. 
I think she's hilarious. I'm sure we'll get more of her, but she's I don't know. She's a no-nonsense bitch. Yeah, I guess, but... But anyway, so now every... Oh, oh, yeah. Andy leaves Aaron's house and she kisses him on the cheek while... While the re- brother lurks while in re- the background. While watches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So then everybody is at the bar. Michael comes in. Packer's, like, slapping him on the shoulder like, Yeah, you're finally here! <laughs> he offers two credit cards to pay for everybody's drink because mm-hmm. he's that broke. Um, and Oscar tells him to put it away. They're buying his drink. Packer then comes up and humps Michael from behind. So awesome. And then Meredith humps Packer. Yeah, and, they're and just Packer's like, oh, all oh, into oh, oh, it. Oh, and like, Michael's like, what the hell is happening back yeah, there? It's, just, it's like a chain it's of humping. Weird. It's, it's like, very weird. Oh, it's so great. And Packer is just like humping. He's into and it. And then Meredith just like well, grinding on Packer. Oh, it's so great. So, so great. Um, we're closing out and Jim has two desks. He has a, a desk pyramid, yeah. essentially. A desk on top of two desks. Yeah. And um, he says that it's called Quad Desk. And Dwight says, there's only three desks there. And then we find out that a phone rings and there's a teeny tiny little desk underneath the other desk. And that's what Dwight works from. Mm-hmm. What'd you give this one, dude? I gave it 3.8. All points deducted for Andy Aaron because it made me uncomfortable. It was very not funny. And I don't like them as characters. Um, the stuff with Jim and Dwight was actually pretty good. Because Jim actually got got, yeah. if you will. Um, the stuff with Michael, like the, the Daryl, is that yeah. was entertaining. Like I don't know, it was just it was solid. I got nothing against this one. It was just uh, well done. And Packers back, so like a three point eight. Um, what'd you give it? I gave it a three point five. I thought it was uh, mostly funny. Uh, Michael learned not to overstep. Aaron and Andy, it was just. Awkward. <laughs> That's all you can say. Well, and the sad part like, is, but the the thing was, like, it wasn't horrible. Like them being at the office and having the anticipation for the date. That wasn't horrible. That no, was it fine. Was, it was just when they went. It out. It was at her apartment yeah. with the brother that it felt unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Ex- exceedingly unnecessary. Yeah, it just wasn't worth it. Like, how do I put this? No, it was them, the two of them, Michael, Joe, and then Jim and Dwight. Nobody else really... I mean, Meredith in the beginning, I guess. She had a moment. Yeah, but, like, there was no Creed, no Phyllis, no Stanley, no Ryan, no Kelly. Like, yeah. no Toby. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just... And Pam's not in it either. Yeah, she's so, on maternity leave. Although, so when, when, I have to say, the next episode... Dude, I got a lot to say about Phyllis. Oh, well, oh God, yeah, me too. Um, but, like, when you... So when you look at it that way, you have a third of an episode is Michael and Joe, which is solid but not great. Oh, um, I thought it was. Funny. I like like when she snapped at him and that yeah. when he was being a dick. That was okay. Uh, a third of it was Mike, uh, Dwight, and Jim, which was good. Yeah. And then the other third is they have such a strong dynamic. It's very good. Dwight I've said Jim. that before. I've said it's better yeah. than Dwight and Michael. But then the other third is Aaron and Andy, which is wah, just wah, cratered. Wah. So I thought three point eight was kind of fair. I yeah. don't know because like I said, the Jim Dwight stuff. I love the cats in the crater. yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and Packer. For sure. Packer. <laughs> But, um, I mean, they're, you know... Pull out your tampon. They're, yeah. It's next queer. But, uh... <laughs> What's Michael Scott doing? Sniffing some dude's thong? Probably. <laughs> but, overall, you know, it was good. And, uh, no Pam. So, I mean, they're carrying on the whole, like, maternity leave. Was Jenna yeah. Fisher really pregnant for these episodes, by I the way? Or know. having, like, maternity leave? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I mean, they didn't fake it, right? She has kids. She does have children, Because yeah. she was, like, 38 at the time of this recording, so that's late in the biological oh, game. Oh, that's what I'm getting I at. I thought you meant, like, then. I was like, what? No, no, yeah, at the time of the filming. 
She was 38. She's like 46 now. I don't know if you knew that. And what year... So this episode came out... This is season six. This probably came out in early 2010. So 10 years ago... Okay, I, she was 36. I apologize. She wasn't almost 40. What? Are you looking... Okay, everybody, hold on. This is very amazing radio. Or podcasting. <laughs> podcasting. Mary is looking up Jenna Fisher's age. What is she? Um, She was pregnant. Not this one. She was pregnant later. Okay, do they have a second child on the show? It's yeah. not a spoiler, just say. Yes, yeah. they do? Okay. But, uh, yeah, man, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we're done with that episode. Yeah, so, so it was, um, she was pregnant with her first in 2011. Okay, so that would be the year after this, I guess. Yeah. So, let's get to the next one, Bear. Season 6, right. episode 20. But before we do, are you going to put us over? Sure, Kevin. I absolutely will. You can always hit us up on Twitter, where we keep, like to keep it funky fresh. We post all of our uh, favorite screen grabs of the episodes. Uh, you can hit us up on at Brosis Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. Or if you want the long-form response, you can always email us at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. And you can find the podcast on most uh, podcatcher apps. You can f- also find us if you subscribe to the Ginny Position feed. Each and every Monday, uh, you'll hear us, and you can find other great content. From the Ginny Position feed, like Laugh in Theater, Freak Out Drive-In, Geek and Sassy, Sassy, all kinds of good stuff that you will also enjoy if you enjoy this show, I promise you. Sassy. Sassy. That's Shadow, right? Homeward Bound. All right. Anyway, (laughs) I'm checking myself. So, that's where you can find us, where you can reach us, where you can get in touch with us. We love interaction, so please, don't shy away. Follow us. We'll follow you back. We're follow whores on Twitter. Yeah, we are. So, that brings us to Season 6, Episode 20, New Leads. Woo! Now, the cold open, Michael has a picture of who he thinks is Johnny Depp outside his uh, condo, condo complex. Yeah. And he does, like, he calls Jim in, and he does this bad Jack Sparrow imitation. <laughs> and Jim, Jack Sparrow! Yeah, it's almost Sean Connery-esque. Yeah. And Jim kind of mocks him, and Michael gets it. And he gets upset because he feels like Jim is killing his excitement. Yeah. Like, he's excited. Like, why do you have to shit all over it? Yeah. But then he kind of admits that it's stupid. And he says, I should have known because his mailbox says M. Shulman. (laughs) And that's when, like, Jim's walking out and he turns around with a serious face. He goes, M. Night Shulman? And Michael's (laughs) face, like, huh? (gasps) Like, oh, my God. Because he can't pronounce words or use words properly. So the show proper opens in the conference room. Uh, the lost and found is missing. Oh the entire my God. thing, and we see Dwight or Creed wearing Creed. Gla- glasses. How would you remember um, the old, old old Navy commercials where that lady with the black rim glasses? Yep, that's what he looks. I like. I was gonna say, um, if any, we have any Harry Potter nerds out there, Professor Trelawney. No clue. The divination one from the movie. She had like the Coke bottom glasses. I have no or Coke clue. bottle glasses. You're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, I know. Is that's it, for the viewers. Was the actress? Maybe I know. Oh, I have no fucking clue. Is it? Helena no, I, no, 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 the glasses were part of oh, the character. Oh, gotcha, it was part and of the And no, gimmick. it was not Helena Bonham She was in those Carter. movies, though, right? She was. As was um, Maggie Smith. Yes. Who has looked the same for 50 fucking years. Yeah. I swear, you put Hook in when she's <laughs> she's old Wendy. I'm like, first of all, you know, she might have been pretty when she was younger, but she's not an aesthetically pleasing woman. And wow. it's like for 30... Sorry, Maggie Smith. Well, for 30 years, she's been a prune. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, like... I, I think she's one of those people, she's kind of like Arn Anderson in wrestling, when he's like 25, he looked like he was 45, Aww. so then he was 45 for 35 years, <laughs> and like, I think Maggie Smith has been perpetually like 65 years old. I forgot that she was old, Wendy and Hook. Jesus yeah, she Christ. was, and Edie McClurg was in there, she was like the housekeeper. She's like, whoa, 
you know, you know who I'm talking about. I know about. who you're talking about. All right. Crap. So in the, anyway, in the in the meeting room, uh, sales asks about the leads they're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Saber paid a uh, company fifty thousand dollars for oh. these leads, and they have not arrived. So they all get up, like all the sales team get up to leave because nothing else applies to them. Yeah. And Michael does a talking head where he says the sales staff, Jesus Christ, I've got big egos anymore. Yo, like, they're all a bunch of fucking douche nozzles. As we will find out as we go through this this montage coming up. Uh, Dwight is going on a sales call. He tells Michael that he wants to know about the leads ASAP. Mm-hmm. And he, he pretty much like, because Michael wants to ask him something else and Dwight's like, no, no, I don't have time for that. Just call me if there's the leads. Yeah. Uh, then he does a talking head where he says, "Sales are king. I'm the best. I'm the king of the kings." And he th- he um, what the hell? Does he this? says if Jesus throws th- papers to a at accountant. I don't know what that means. Oh no! What did I do here? That's in the montage showing how. Oh, that's they right. Because he goes to accounting and he throws all their files yeah. at them. He doesn't even like look at them. Yeah. He treats them like shit. So Angela goes to Phyllis about an email. And Phyllis, like, just blows her off, like, oh, well, I guess I didn't read it. Honey, There's... if I don't have time to read an email, do you think I have time to come to your desk? Oh, like, yeah. She's a total Phyllis. bitch. whoa. It gets worse with her. Yes, she so does. Mike tries talking to Jim in his office about signing his commission check, and Jim is texting the whole time. And won't look at Mike, won't no. talk to him, and then he grabs Michael Tandy. He's like, here, let me help you sign it. Yeah. Total dick move. Um... Andy needs a pencil for a sale. He's like, got his Bluetooth mm-hmm. in. And he basically wrestles Daryl over the desk for it. Jesus. Like, physically, like, accosts him for a pencil. But I think I hate, what I hated about Andy's the most was, like, he was like, I'm making a sale. Oh, yeah, Derek. he's saying, he's expelling Don't it you know, up. sales. I'm sales. And Daryl's in an office doing something that we don't know. Yeah, because he's making it's still sketches. undefined. He's sketching, he's drawing, he's doodling. Yeah. So... Uh, that's when Michael goes to get a sandwich in the break room, and it's all like destroyed. It's all balled up. Yeah, what? And it was a peanut, a jelly and honey. Jelly sandwich. and honey. <laughs> and so Daryl tells Mike that the sales team ruined his sandwich. Yeah. He throws them under the bus. Like they went in there like eighth grade bullies. Right. Like, We're gonna fuck up his lunch. And he says they're out of control. Yeah. So the leads arrive now, uh, and the sales team is all excited. Mm-hmm. So Michael takes them, and what does Phyllis say to him? She says, "Hand them over, numb nuts." Oh my dude. god! Total lack of like, dude. Totally out of character for Phyllis, right? I mean, like everybody's kind of everybody's acting douchey, but she took it to a different level. Everybody's kind of hostile towards Mike in certain situations, but never like never, they treat him more like condescendingly. Yeah, but like she's just like fuck you. Yeah, give me the leads, dick what munch. What boss do you ever call? Numbnuts? Even if it's Michael Scott, seriously, you don't even do that when you're quitting. Yeah. Well, some people. Some do, people but... do. So Mike tells them they're being assholes, basically, and he goes into his office, and he's out. Next, we see he's on the phone with Gabe, who tells him to like he has to give them out to the sales, mm-hmm. and he, we must support sales. That is like the big thing with yeah. this company. So Michael goes out and starts giving the leads to Creed, King and Creed, Kelly, and uh, who else does he? I think he gives them to Angela, Angela Aaron, Oscar. Kevin. Yeah, he just hands them out to everybody who's not in sales. He gives them to the supporting staff. Yeah. yeah. So, Jim goes to Mike to get the leads in his office, and Mike gives him, instead, a card, like, Our clue cards. Card, yeah. yeah, index cards that have clues for a scavenger hunt so he can retrieve them. Phyllis goes to Angela, who makes her fill out a pile of files, and then when she gets she's done, she's going to watch her shred them for her. <laughs> Stanley is moderating a fight between Kelly and Ryan. That had to be my fucking They're favorite. They're fighting over the Kardashians, yeah, right? Yeah, about watching the Kardashians yeah. or not. And, like, every time Stanley backs one of them up, they give him a lead. <laughs> it's almost like... 
every time a dog does something good, you give it a treat. <laughs> and Stanley's just between, it's like, wow, like Chloe was really Yeah, the Kardashians, <laughs> that's a good show. No, it's not. Fucking I awesome. Understand. So Jim is on the phone with pa- phone with Pam, and she helps him with, like, some of the mm-hmm. clues. Because she knows Michael better than yes. anybody. So Michael does a talking head where he says he's pretty much proud of himself, and he's teaching them lessons. Mm-hmm. So Andy goes to Aaron for the leads, and she hid them. And they start doing the hot-cold game. Yep. And Andy keeps getting closer to her, and she's like, hot, warmer, warmer, you're scalding hot. And his hands are like he's going to grab her chest. chest, yeah. Her tits. And she's like, oh my god, you're scalding hot. And he's like, do I grab her? Like, he's having a yeah, moral he's dilemma. Like, uh, he's uh, having uh. a moral dilemma. Do I touch her in the workplace? You're right. And then she goes, here they are. And she, like, pulls up her, they were under her keyboard on the desk. She's I, like, have Look. A, I have a question. Is she, like, trying to be sexy, or is she just really that She's really that stupid? dumb. She's really that dumb. Jesus. As we will cover in subsequent episodes. This is a character that I liked initially, and I'm starting Dude, to hate more and more. And she was fine. Initially, she yeah. was fine. She was concerned about her job. She was, like, serious when but she was Tweedledee like, and Tweedledumass were playing uh, fucking country roads to her. And yeah, like, she was pleasant. Yeah. And now they made her into, like, this... A moron. They made complete, her into yeah, a moron. Complete and utter moron. And this is not the actress's fault. No, no, this is how the character's written. This is how she's yeah. written, and she's a moron. They did a complete disservice to this character. Yeah, it's bad. It's We didn't Like, she it. shouldn't have even been able to graduate high school in any way she shape or well, form get this job in one of the episodes coming up i think it's uh episode 22 the secretary's day which we'll talk about next week <laughs> there there is a thing in there about her jobs that explains wow. also a lot about the character like how did she even qualify for a receptionist job she can spell she can read <laughs> and write she's I literate she's literate <laughs> but even that's pushing it yeah so jim is outside looking under a car and Dwight arrives and is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he tells him, Michael gave me a clue. It's under the first president. And he taps the car and he goes, Lincoln. Because <laughs> of my, of course Mike wouldn't know. about right. So then um, Dwight's like... The leads are in! Yeah, Dwight finds... Because D- Jim goes, don't make fun of me. It concerns you too. And he shows him the lead that was under the car. Mm-hmm. And Dwight freaks out. Yeah. So he runs in and Michael's clue... Because Dwight's like, where are they? He goes... What you need is with the one who never breeds. Yeah. He goes, Kevin! And, but I like Michael going, damn it. It's too easy. So he goes over and immediately starts strangling Kevin. Yes. Like his hands around his throat and he's choking him. And at one point Kevin goes, I'm still enjoying this. And eventually he just goes, they're in the trash. So Dwight goes, Meredith, take off your dress. And she stands up to do yeah. it. And Kevin's like, no, the trash can. He's like, dear God, no. Of course, Meredith's like, I'm still taking it off. <laughs> so he goes back there. It's empty. Aaron says, oh, I just took out the trash. It's garbage, Dad. It had Toby's baba ganoush in it. Yeah, because so, yeah, uh, Toby wants to um, support support the Syrian restaurant in town. Which, I have to say, we do have a pretty decent... Not a huge... It's not the most diverse city, it's but there's not enough. not the most, but there's Thai, there's Chinese, there's... Japanese, there's like it's. You want to get out of Asia? There is Middle Eastern. There's Lebanese. There's the Greek buffet. Yeah, there's there's lots. It's not hugely diverse, but it's not just pizza and make your own salads. Toby, (laughs) Toby called pizzas pies. Yeah, (laughs) but anyway, scum. so, like, they go outside and the dumpster's been emptied because it's trash day. Mm-hmm. So, Michael starts with running after the dump truck, or uh, garbage truck. Yep. So, everyone's now outside, and Mike's, Mike wants everyone to comb the dump for leads, and he offers them pizza. Mm-hmm. But no one wants to go. Only Dwight will go, and he's just like, because you'll fuck it up, yeah. basically. So, they get to the dump, and I took points off, basically, for this. 
green screen? The dump is a green screen. But it's not a good green screen. And it, like, gave me vertigo watching (laughs) this. It is, like, because they're moving and everything else is stationary. It's not a good effect. And it would like, have been better if they had a video of a dump. Even if it was I don't just know. looped. Even like, if they just went to like the outside of a real dump in LA or something. Like as it's filmed, it's just not it's jarring. I don't like it. Yeah. But they're like Mike and Dwight are still bickering about shit. So Jim is in the break room with Oscar and Kelly. And Jim you know, hates the drama, you know, between the sales staff and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Kelly basically like, if maybe if sales weren't such jerks. Yeah, she just calls them right out. Yeah. So that's when then Jim tries. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, god. He tries to use the baby. To oh get yeah, on to their show them side. pictures. And like Oscar bites at first. He's like, no. And no. Kel- but Kelly's like, don't you dare. <laughs> so that's when Jim rounds up Phyllis, Andy, and Stanley, and he tries to convince them that things are bad and they should do something about fixing this riff. Um, Mike and Dwight back at the dump. Dwight is pissed. Oh. He'll miss a commission. Mike says, when have you ever cared about money? Yeah. Go ahead, what are you going to say? I was going to say about Phyllis in that meeting with Jim. What did she do? Daddy oh, Morgan. how she says that um, she doesn't understand because most of their jobs can be done by Indi- oh, yeah. India anyway. Phyllis, Phyllis is... She's fucking heartless Total mo- Total bitch ca- like card in this one. It's not... Like, oh, well, we should just fire them because... <laughs> we should fire them. Yeah, we should just fire them because uh, they're not supporting us and we- they should just support us. We could just ship their jobs overseas. Like... What the fuck? <laughs> How would you feel about Bob Vance Vance Refrigeration doing that, bitch? You can't outsource. So Dwight is like saying he should have taken another job offer when mm. he started. Oh, and yeah. Mike said his life was wasted being friends with Dwight. And they, they start fighting and then they start throwing trash at each other. Mm-hmm. And there's a giant wooden spool like one of the ones you see at uh, construction sites. Yep. And they're rolling it back and forth Ugh. at each other. So the sales staff is trying to figure out what to do. They decide to share 2% of their commission since they make so much now. Like, to with the other people. Mm-hmm. They're like, maybe this will, like, you know, cover them. Yeah. So, back at the dump, Mike picks up a sink, and it pours garbage juice oh. onto him, and he gets all wet. Garbage juice. <laughs> and that's when, like, they're, like, they're breathing heavy. They sit down. They stop fighting. They're mm-hmm. like, <gasps> take a break. So, Sales puts <laughs> calls everybody into the uh, conference room. They put out pastries and coffee for everyone. And, um... They apologize. Oscar, you know, and accepts for the whole group. Everyone seems to be happy. Yeah. They're like, you know, this was a this was a good move. Yeah. <laughs> this took guts. It's you know? an integrity move. Yeah. So Stanley enters and he goes, He's you still bet- super gruff. Oh, he's so pissed off. He goes, You better be happy with two percent and Jim goes, of milk. That I forgot. Yeah, I, I forgot the milk. And that's when like Phyllis is like, No, Stanley, they're gonna accept our offer of pastries. Yeah, our simple <laughs> offer of treats. Yes. And Stanley just says Oh, he this smiles. so nice that we're back together. <laughs> so Mike and Dwight talk more. They get friendly, whatever. Mike yeah. and Dwight ride back with a beanbag on top of the car. <laughs> a garbage dump beanbag. So, and like they're, they're like back together. Everybody else is like, oh, you still didn't find the leads. Yeah. And it's brushed under the rug for another day. So at the dump, Aaron and Andy are there looking for leads. And she gives him her jacket because he says it's chilly out. And then they kiss on top of a heap of garbage, which is a, a which perfect is symbolism, symbolism for their relationship. Perfect symbolism for what they do to the show. Yeah. And that is the end of the episode. Mayor Bear, what did you give it? Um, I gave this one a 3.1. All right. I gave it a 3.8. And I'm wow. starting to think I should revise that. Because, like, the thing is, I, I enjoyed everything up until, I'd say right up until Mike and Dwight left for the dump. Okay. Everything up until that was really good, I think. And then we, yeah. get, we get the two of them just 
like they always do. They argue and then they make up. Yeah. And the green screen was horrible. It was just a pile of garbage in front of a green screen. And then, like, Phil is being a complete bitch. Yo, that, like... Yeah. Wow. And then, like, the Aaron Indy, Aaron Andy ending is just like, oh, God, this they're going through with it. They're actually doing it. No! Oh, I know. me! I know. And, um... I thought it was, like, more shocking than funny, like, to see how douchey everybody could get. That's but been then, the, that's been the story of this entire season. Yeah, has but, been how douchey everyone. Like is. the entire sales staff were a bunch of complete ass clowns, even oh, yeah. up until the end. Yeah, like oh yeah, because they're like oh you idiots won't take the two percent. Yeah, you, you didn't even let us do. It that. was even like I, I just couldn't believe it. They didn't even learn a lesson though about no, why, they got away like, with it. They were acting badly, and it was just like oh, we'll just take some pastries when they didn't learn the lesson of. Treat us like a fucking human being. Nah, nah, they got away with it. Maybe they will so they don't have to keep buying pastries. Oh my God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, overall, it just kind of circled the drain once Mike and Nate, uh, Dwight left the site. Because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I just feel like this happens all the time where Dwight... Dwight only respects Michael because of his position. He doesn't respect, respect Michael as a man. Yeah. Because he thinks he's smarter, more masculine, uh, would do a better job, like... Dwight yeah. doesn't respect Mike. No. So, like, they argue all the time, and this always happens where then, like, they're friends again. Because they know that they don't have anybody else, either of them. So they're just like, this is the guy who gets me, and I he's the only one who accepts so me. I think Mike. Do you? I think Michael looks at Dwight as... Then why does Dwight always fall for it? I think Dwight genuinely likes Michael. Do you? I do. I He might have, like, superiority things, but I think genuinely, like... Because they sat and they watched kung fu movies together. And um, what is it? Armageddon on New Year's Eve? Yeah. And it started snowing exactly at midnight. Yeah. But I... But I think it's... I think Michael does like Dwight, but it's still like that high school mentality where he's like, I do like Dwight... But at the same time, like, if other people don't think he's cool, then I'm not going to He just likes cool. Dwight because Dwight does what he wants him to. Hmm. It's just like a marriage of convenience. It's like the Clintons. Oh, God. <laughs> but, We're not going there. No, but, um, like, this whole thing, it's just... I don't know, man. Like It was blah for me. Was Yeah, this, well... This one ended very, like, blasé for me. I don't know. I mean, it's okay that the that they act like dicks. Because, like I said, the, the entire story of season six has been everyone's an asshole. Yeah. Like, when Jim took the promotion, and, like, for, like... And then at the wedding, and then for, like, four episodes, everybody's just horrible yeah it's just i don't know there's no redeeming qualities to most of the people in these episodes and i think that's a big knock against the series is like i've said it before i think they ran out of things to do to an extent and they're just like well we could i don't know if we could develop these characters anymore let's just make them douches yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like everybody's horrible on this show i mean phyllis is phyllis, Yo, phyllis phyllis like that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about it's like they don't know what to do with phyllis so they're like we'll make her evil <laughs> right so she's like a heartless bitch in this episode yeah it's rough it's it, a rough watch it was hard to watch phyllis like that yeah. it really was and i don't know like i got enough laughs of it like i said when they did the montage of them all being dicks and stuff for some reason i kind of laughed at it yeah. to, to an extent but at the same time, you're like, I know people who actually treat people like that. And it, it just ended with a thud because, like I said, I feel like we've seen five, ten times where Michael and Dwight have a snit. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, yeah, we're back together. Yeah. And, all right. Reheated leftovers. Aaron and Andy don't want to see it on my fucking screen mm-hmm. ever again. 
too bad. But I digress. <laughs> so you got anything else you want to add? No, I mean, I really did like the episode. I feel like I totally ragged on it. And oh, And everybody's did. probably going to be like, you gave it a 3.1 still. But I just... It wasn't that good. It wasn't the best. It no. wasn't the strongest. And that's where we're going to leave it. But next week, we have uh, episode 21, Happy Hour, uh, and episode 22, Secretary's I've, Day. I've watched them already. We'll I have a there. lot to say. I have and a lot we'll, to say. We'll get there next week. Kevin, why don't you put us over and take uh, us out? Okay. So... If you have anything you want to send to us about those episodes, <laughs> or, or about these episodes, we'll be happy to uh, take them in on email at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at Podcast, and we'd be happy to uh, follow you back, interact with you, talk about this show, talk about baseball, talk about the XFL, talk about the weather. I don't give a shit. We will talk about yeah. anything. We're pretty open books about stuff. Yeah. Um, also, you can find us on the Ginny Position feed. Uh, podcast feed Woo-hoo. where you can find other great shows other great content you can listen to us every Monday morning uh, that's where we'll be 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah, usually yeah. so uh, yeah follow us subscribe to the show be, inter- your thoughts. be entertained and we would greatly appreciate it if you would share the show around bring your friends yeah friends neighbors acquaintances co-workers whoever uh, family members I don't care if you enjoy <laughs> us let, maybe they will too if you enjoy us share us And we would greatly appreciate it. We'll be forever indebted to you. And we love you. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, until next week, everybody, we'll catch you on down the road. Thanks, guys. Nightmare